0: Welcome to the Podglomerate. For everything that you
1: were too afraid to ask at home, too embarrassed to ask at school, or was just too hard to ask your partner, welcome to the Sex Wrap.
0: Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Sex Wrap. You're here today with Spring and Andrew, and we're excited to talk about your questions about sex. Uh, how are you doing today, Spring?
1: I'm doing so great, and I'm so excited about our topic today. I'm so excited to fight with you. Spoiler alert. Today other, is our, our to first fight. episode of
0: Nogasm, are um, spring don't I Don't really see eye to eye. Um, we almost recorded this episode before. We sat and we talked about it for about an hour and a half, and we couldn't get to it. But our listeners, all of you, want to hear us disagree. politely disagree.
1: Occasionally. Yeah, I mean, I've actually talked about our disagreement over this issue with a few friends and all of them were like oh my god where's that episode and I said oh no we we didn't record that and they're like oh my god you have to record you guys fighting about this like that's what we need to hear and so today we're gonna do it we're gonna talk about some differing opinions for once which I think it's gonna be hard for us to find differing opinions but occasionally I think we'll uncover them.
0: And before we get there, I want to wish everybody a Happy Lunar New Year. See, we can we can start with something happy, like yeah. happy New Year. Everybody, happy Chinese New Year. I'm not Chinese, but um, I love celebrating. I think that we need many more reasons to celebrate, and I think the American calendar is is really pretty terrible with the few days a year it actually gives us to celebrate. So I I'm at a point where I just want to like go all around the world, found find holidays that celebrate like joy, happiness, good luck, family connection, and be like, well, when well, now we have a ca- now we have at least two days a month where we can celebrate. Cause really, if you think about our calendar, it's like, you know, one day here, one day here, two days here, and then we're done. Well, and I think that we, I mean, I celebrate all the time.
1: Anyway, <laughs> I like the happy Lunar New Year, happy Chinese New Year, because it's, I think uh, anytime we get to think about, you know, fresh starts, which it can be every day, um, is fun. So I think, you know, we can kind of embody this like, new year, new year, new year again. And, you know, keep making changes to make our lives better, make our sex lives better, make them healthier, happier, more fun.
0: Yeah. Sexier.
1: Sexier.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, every day starts fresh with no mistakes in it. Right. So we can even take that down to every single day you wake up and there are no mistakes yet and you start fresh. But I, I like the idea of a new year. Um, there's a new faculty member who works with us and um, she is from China and she's from far, far, far away. And, uh, her family isn't here. So I got a red envelope and a little red cat. So I'm going to go surprise her for Lunar New Year so she gets at least a little taste of home here, about as far away from um, China as you can get That's here great. in Miami. But it's going to be super fun. Mm-hmm. OK, you ready for the question today, everyone? Yeah. I've been putting it off, <laughs> avoiding it. Um, so the question comes, it's actually a big paragraph, but we've kind of distilled it down to, um, my boyfriend doesn't like it when I talk about our sex with my friends, right? So there's a relationship with a woman and a man and um the the man, the boy in the relationship is upset whenever his girlfriend goes and talks to her friends about the sex that she's having with him.
1: Yeah. So when Andrew and I initially talked about this question, um, usually we come up with a short answer first and then we talk about what we're going to discuss. And when we talked about this one, I was like, yeah, that's fine. She should be able to talk about that with her
0: friends. And Andrew was like, <laughs> and I. Absolutely not. (laughs) I think that our show is constantly talking about how important it is to have consent between people in er all areas, Uh, and that if someone says no, I'm not okay with this, then we shouldn't do it. What do you think, everyone? (laughs) Okay, thanks all. So uh, we'll see you all next week. No, yeah.
1: So I mean, one of the things that I was first thinking about is how it is important for us to be able to talk about our own experiences and share them so that we are able to process them and we're able to get others' points of views and we're able to see things from an outside perspective. So that was one of the main things I was thinking about as I'm saying, yes, someone should be able to share their experiences that they are having with a partner, with their friends, and they should be able to talk about that.
0: Right, and when I read this question, I agree with what was Spring saying that we should be able to talk about those experiences. Um, but from the way that the question came to us, when I read it, I, I I thought very much that perhaps she's talking to her friends, and then the guy is getting flack from it, right? Like like the people might be making fun of him, making you know jabs at him. Maybe he's really personal about it, or he's not comfortable talking about it. Um, and and you know, if you have a circle of friends, um, if you start talking about your sex with them. Eventually, everybody hears about it, and it gets back to the person as well. So maybe uh, there's some insecurity. Maybe aren't people aren't being kind? Um, so if you're gonna be talking about sex with your friends, you should make sure you're doing it under the the rules of I'm talking about my experiences. Please don't go, you know, rib my boyfriend because I'm talking to you about whatever it is that's happening.
1: Yeah. So. We always talk about how important consent is on this show, and I am very, very actively promoting consent across all areas of our lives, including sexuality and even communication about sex. And I think that I had some personal experiences that actually kind of went against this, and in this specific situation. So one of the things that I talked about with Andrew is saying, um, for example, I've been in some abusive relationships where the person um, that I was in a relationship with would not have wanted me to share things because they were trying to control me in some way. So if I hadn't shared uh, specific information about our sexual relationship with my friends, I wouldn't have been able to see it from an outside perspective and see the emotional abuse and controlling behavior that was happening. So if I had said to that partner, I need to have your consent to share this with my friends, they would have said no, and then I wouldn't have been able to find some of this clarity around the relationship. So. One of the ways I was thinking about this question is that it could potentially be dangerous to always need consent to talk about something that you're experiencing with a partner.
0: Right, so, uh, and, and I mean, I've talked with my friends about this as well. Um, and whenever Spring gave that answer, it made me take a step back and really think about the issue and what's going on. Um, and when I thought about it some more, I, th- I think that she was answering a different question than the one I read. Like, she was answering a different kind of question um, based on her own personal experiences and how her previous conversations with friends helped her escape from... Um, negative relationships abusive relationships um so i mean her i am not disagreeing with her that if you're in an abusive relationship talking to your friends about those kind of situations can be really helpful in giving you perspective on getting out but i didn't read that as part of the question
1: but um, my but my argument is that sometimes you don't know it's a bad relationship until you're sharing these things so like i couldn't see what was happening in those instances until I had a couple of friends be like, that doesn't sound like you like that. And that doesn't sound like that's okay for you. So why why are you still allowing this? And I was like, yeah, you're right. And thank you. <laughs> so I think that that's where it gets a bit tricky when sometimes we need outside perspective, but we're not really sure of that in our own heads yet. And so, so how do we know? Like, how do we know when it is somebody kind of controlling us in some way saying, no, you can't have my consent to talk about our sexual relationship? And how do we know when that's a healthy boundary that they're putting up?
0: Uh, well, well, right. I mean, <laughs> for me, that's the crux of the issue. Spring's answering a very different kind of question than I am when we come into this. Um, so for me, when I read this question, um, and Spring and I were just with a group of our interns, and we asked a question that kind of led to this. And people started immediately revealing embarrassing stories about their significant others in front of a group of mixed people, many of whom were friends with them. Um, and that's also part of the reason Spring and I were talking about it. Like, this happened in a group, and we're like, ah, no, this is not the question we asked at all. And people are immediately starting to reveal, quest- er, reveal intimate details about someone other people in this room know that they would find embarrassing and that I mean that wasn't at all about being in an abusive relationship right Right. that was kind of getting a laugh out of an experience that happened right and And I think that's the big difference yeah like if 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 you're talking with your friends about things that are funny, ha-ha, laugh, let's make a joke out of the sex you're having with your partner or make a joke out of something that's happening with your partner, then you're not doing it because it's an abusive relationship. You're not doing it for perspective. You're doing it to be an a-hole.
1: So, yeah, let's – well, maybe not an a-hole, but <laughs> – um, A
0: b-hole, and a mouth hole.
1: Some, um, y- for attention, maybe. Um, so, <laughs> I, yeah, in that instance where we, we heard some um, – people sharing intimate stories. It was really interesting because we heard them say things like um, my partner would die if they knew I was telling you this, but blah, 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 blah. And I was like, trying to cover my ears, like why would you tell me this if you know that that's something that would embarrass your partner? Like why would you share this with a group of people who (laughs) some of them know your partner when you are saying that that would embarrass them? And so that made me really want to revisit this question and record, record this podcast even more because I could firsthand see it from the other side that Andrew was arguing where we... We need to be a lot more, I think, aware of other people's feelings and not just kind of blow that off. Like, oh, he would hate if, I, if he knew this, but I'm going to do it anyway. Like, that's, that's not a way to treat your partner with love and respect.
0: Right. Right. So I mean, I, I think one of the issues that Spring and I had, and the conflict that Spring and I are having today about the question is a lot more chill than it was <laughs> a couple months ago when we first started, um, is that we don't have all of the details surrounding why this question is being asked as well. Um, if someone doesn't like them you like you talking about sex because they want to be controlling of you and they think that they own your sexuality and they think that that is something that they could that they should control, then certainly that's a point that that's at a point or that's a context or situation where it's probably healthy for you. Well, probably to get out of that sort of relationship, but probably healthy for you to talk with your friends to gain the kind of context to gain that kind of perspective that Spring was talking about. Um, the way that I read the question, if you are talking about the sex that you're having with your partner, with your friends, as a joke or as a lark or as a tee-hee-hee-hee, let me tell you this kind of story that my partner doesn't want other people to know because they're embarrassed about, it's, it, it's I mean, it it, it it seems harmful and hurtful to your relationship in that you don't really respect the consent that you have with that other person. Like you're not really being respectful of that person inside of that relationship.
1: Yeah. So. I think um, let's take a break and then we're going to go back to this whole idea of consent and talking about sexuality.
0: We'll be right back. Okay. So. There's another question that I want to ask Spring um, that I think might help us answer this this question of is it okay to talk about the sex that my partner doesn't want me to talk about? Okay, um, something that I would want to ask is where is the discomfort coming from? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Like asking the, the partner, like why are you uncomfortable with your partner sharing this kind of information?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, it could be that they've been taught not to talk about sex so they just kind of think overall we shouldn't talk about this some underlying (laughs) (laughs) there could be some underlying sexual stigmas or cultural stigmas that um are kind of driving that that might not even be a very deeply personal issue
0: Right. I mean, we, we did an episode about toxic masculinity where we talked about these kind of issues as well, where society tells men that there's only one way that they're supposed to present sex to be about sex, the kind of sex that they're supposed to have. It's supposed to be awesome and powerful and pile driving. And we're going to talk more about those in later episodes too. Um, but if people are talking about sex and the man is not all of those things, perhaps he feels a lot of shame, not because the sex was bad, but because the sex isn't that sort of image that society says men should be about sex.
1: Yeah. And I think, um, I mean, if the discomfort is because the partner is uncomfortable with certain behaviors that they're engaging in, then they might be ready to engage in those behaviors, but they might not be ready to talk about them more broadly. Then that's another instance where um, kind of understanding more about what your partner is actually feeling discomfort about and talking about it with them so that you are fully aware of what you might have consent to share and what you might not have your partner's consent to share with your friends
0: right if you're comfortable
1: there could be a difference there could be some some things that are okay and some things that are not okay for your partner right
0: yep And if you're comfortable talking to your friends about the sex you're having, I hope you're comfortable talking to your partner about why they might be uncomfortable with you sharing it. Like the person (laughs) that you're being intimate with should be the person that you have more intimacy in talking about some of the sexual acts and, and the things that you are comfortable versus not comfortable sharing, I would hope.
1: yeah. And so one of the reasons that Andrew and I kind of got in this disagreement in the first place was because we tend to like to have a pretty um, easy answer as our kind of takeaway. So we want to be able to say like, overall yes or overall no and and we couldn't do that here because we had so much nuance that we could both immediately feel within this question and and different nuances right and so getting down to the like what are you supposed to do like what are you supposed to what are you what is it okay to communicate about and how do you know when it's okay is also a pretty nuanced answer like Um, we do recommend consent for everything. So you should talk to your partner about what they're okay with you sharing with your friends and what they're not okay with you sharing with your friends and understanding what those things are and why so that you have a really firm grasp on that and you don't cross any boundaries that would upset your partner.
0: Right. Um, uh, And if someone isn't able to actually express why they don't want you to do it, right? That's opens it up for another conversation that hopefully would make for a better, stronger relationship and probably for better sex too, right? If you're actually talking about some of those reasons, it could unlock better connection to another person. Um, Similarly though, if you're in a relationship where you're feeling controlled or you feel that something isn't right, or you feel that there's somebody who's kind of not allowing you to express yourself. I mean, that might be a point where you take a step back and you and you talk to your friends about what's going on, trying to gain that perspective spring was talking about at the beginning of the episode. Um, I think it's really important for you to think about the context that you're in the situation and how you feel about it, right? If you feel that there might be an issue, if you feel that something's not right, or if you feel that you're being controlled, um, that's a really important conversation to have with other people Um, and, and, with your partner if you feel safe Um, and obviously if you don't feel safe with your partner and we've talked about this in a whole bunch of our episodes before, um, if you feel that your partner is being abusive, then that's a conversation that you need to be having with your, your friends and with other people in your support network who can maybe help get you out of that situation as well.
1: Yeah. And I think that a really good question to ask yourself before you start sharing information with your friends about your sex life is why Am I sharing this information? Am I doing it to like to brag in some way or to get some type of like uh, kudos from my friends? Or am I doing it because I think my partner would want them to know? Am I doing it because I'm worried about something? Am I doing it because I have some questions about this? And understanding your own motivations so that you are very clear in what. You want to say how you want to say it, and what um, what kind of boundaries you can keep in place that protect your partner as
0: well. Yeah, I think that's a really nice way to kind of wrap up both of our thoughts. This wasn't very conflicty at all compared to the first time around. That's pretty funny. Now that I, we've sat ba- about it for a month.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, I'm sorry to disappoint people if they thought we were going to be screaming at each other. <laughs>
0: I can't imagine what that top... Hey, if you ask us the right question it can get us screaming, Um, because season two includes the nogasm gasm um, where, you know, we're not going to come to that happy ending. Um, and it's not always about the happy ending. I think sometimes <laughs> having differing opinions... Um, and I think that, you know, me sitting back and thinking about what Spring had to say helped me answer this question in a much more measured, meaningful way than my pretty quick, like, of course not. Absolutely not. You need to have consent to talk about... And then... With a step back, like okay, you should have consent, um, but there are reasons and rationales why it's probably more important for you to talk to your friends, especially if there are some other serious relationship issues.
1: Yeah. yeah, and and I similarly was like, no, you should, because of my own experience. I was like, you should definitely be able to talk about what you need to talk about, and um, <laughs> but especially like after having our recent experience, um, hearing people kind of um disregard partner's wishes um explicitly was you know very eye opening for me as well to be like okay this is a really important conversation for us to have on the podcast and to have people listen to and to really consider what what your um what your reasons are for doing that
0: Right. And if you just want to tell your own sex story from a previous partner and leave their name out to embarrass yourself, uh, we're 100 percent on board there because that that is your own private story because you're not dragging anyone into it.
1: Just, you know, in the past, this happened and it doesn't need to say who a partner is and you don't need to give specific location or context details that will out that person. But yeah, please share funny, (laughs) hilarious sex stories that do not directly tell us who that other person is. Yeah.
0: And that's how we get better at sex anyway, right? We get better at sex by thinking about our previous awkward experiences, working through them, thinking about it, focusing, laughing about it, right? We have to learn to laugh at ourselves and all of the crazy things in our past and then get better the next time. (laughs) All right. All right. I think we're at the end. Anything else? So we're at just the tip. Um, but today, there are two tips. So we're like a double-sided tip.
1: Mm-hmm. We are a double-sided yeah. tip.
0: OK, so I'm going to start. Um, and my tip is is a, a, more like a lifelong goal. My, my tip's pretty terrible. OK. Um, But when I really thought about <laughs> what Spring as and as I to Terrible
1: tip, but, ter- but great oh, as a goal. Right,
0: yes. great as like a life goal. Um, I think a lot of the issues that Spring and I talked about and had to think about to answer this question are about how stigmatized sex is in our everyday life. Right? Like sex is stigmatized pretty much everywhere. Um so if every day you wake up happy lunar new year um <laughs> and say, you know, like I need to work on destigmatizing the sex in my life, um, we know overall, pretty much everyone in our world is having it. People like to talk about it. But being ashamed of the sex that we're having or being ashamed of talking about sex is probably going to lead to bad sex and relationships problems. And we can deal with a lot of that on our own, just sitting there saying, you know, there's nothing wrong with what I'm doing or what I'm enjoying or my body or experiencing pleasure or whatever, all of these things. So, working on destigmatizing that every day.
1: Every day we have to destigmatize, yeah. And um, my tip is to practice asking consent. So, Consent can feel like this really difficult thing to do. And the more often you ask for consent and ask if something is okay with someone else before you do it, even little things can I give you a hug? Um, Can I uh, walk with you to the store? Like just asking for other people's permission to do things, um, that involve them. It just makes it so much easier. Like the more you do it, the more it becomes a comfortable, habitual thing to do. And so that's my tip. Just keep asking for consent for things. And, uh, that makes it just a normal part of life.
0: Awesome. All right. Well, thanks everybody. If you have any questions or you want to follow up with us on anything in this episode, feel free to reach out to us. You can find us, uh, on Gmail, where the sex at gmail.com. You can call us at four one three. irapit. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Um, go check out our accounts. You can like, follow, comment there. Um, and they're all at the sex Thanks everyone. Have a good one. Rap us
1: For everything that you were too afraid to ask at home, too embarrassed to ask at school, or just two of the
0: music for this episode provided by the ever elusive and mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. The Pod a sonic universe.